Blog Talk Radio. Let this man. Let this man. 
want to welcome everyone to another episode of this Blog Talk Network, our platform, and this is the Five Smooth Stone Network. Brothers and sisters, I want to thank you for your time tonight. I mean that. We have a very important show lined up for you tonight. Anytime we have on Miss Sister Arlene, my wife, you know we're in for a treat because she don't come on very often. And I'm very thankful that she uh, wanted to do this show tonight or be a part of this show tonight. And uh, you're going to get an earful tonight, I tell you, because Arlene has something on her heart she want to share. And um, nothing really deep, just something, just really reminding us of some things. And uh, But uh, knowing how things go, it'll probably go in some directions the most high will take it like it always do with, with regards to Arlene. And it'll be a blessing to all of you. Well, how's you and yours doing? How's the human family doing tonight? You know, I ask that question probably every single week, and I really mean it. I care a lot about the listeners and those of you that are, that are part of this show. Uh, listen, tonight, tonight, uh, there won't be a panelist. Uh, we won't have a panel. Uh, the Fossils on panelists off tonight. Again, it's just Arlene and I, and uh, they'll probably be tuning in, supporting here and there. Uh, but just know that uh, tonight will just be Arlene and myself. Again, open forum. This is an open forum tonight. And uh, let's go ahead and read the show's description for those of you to call that phone number every single week, and you really don't know what's going on. You're just used to calling the phone number. Um, just go ahead and read the show's description. And I just want to also remind everybody um, to follow our shows. Please follow our shows. Uh, what does that mean? That link that you got from me via email or whatever platform I send it on, YouTube. I mean, it's not YouTube, but um, Facebook, or maybe I emailed it to you, text it to you even. That link where it says follow, I think it's in the upper right-hand corner. Click on that. It'll ask you to sign it to either um either Facebook or um, Twitter, and all it's going to do is send you reminders whenever we do shows, but follow our shows. It's very important for those of us who do these blogs that you follow us. Uh, I think people treat you a lot better with regards to blog talk. Uh, uh, they just they just offer you, it just, to me, when, when you have a, a nice size following, it's just like with anything else, they don't want to lose their bread and butter, and they just seem to treat you better so we we have a nice we have hundreds that follow us but we want thousands and even hopefully millions and i really mean that and so let's just simply uh if you have the time go ahead and do it right now click on the follow button and just fill in the little questions that uh, uh with regards to facebook and twitter and it'll um, count you among our followers also if you missed last week's show that was a very good show. That was a very good show uh, by our brother Zeke. Uh, not that it matters, but a white brother in, in the faith just sharing his concerns about all the political uprising and solutions. And, and uh, to hear uh, his angle on the various things that we talk about on the show is very interesting. Very interesting. Tune into that show uh, by simply uh, Googling Fasting Song, Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to listen to Brother Zeke and and all the people that contributed past the uh, Alcy Chris, of course, uh, was the one in the long uh, panel this last week. But it was a very good show, Pastor. We heard a lot from Pastor Chris last week, and uh, so y'all tune into that show last week. That's very important. As a matter of fact, all of the shows, I think it's somewhere close to 470 shows over that probably now. 
any of those shows you can get by simply clicking uh, or Googling um, Five Foods on Blog Talk Radio and just clicking uh, any of those shows of your choice. Uh, blog, uh, if I can talk tonight, Google has it really nice where you can just kind of pick. If you just simply Google, again, Five Foods on Blog Talk Radio, you'll be able to have your pick up the different types of shows, the different, uh, where we cover different various things, okay? Again, um, we do appreciate the loyalty since 2011, some of you. Um, and tuning in tonight, and I also want to thank my Bloodline family in 13 states, the Douglas Kennedy uh, Bloodline. Some of y'all have not missed the show, and uh, actually some of you since been listening to, since 2011 haven't actually missed the show as well, so I really, really, really appreciate the love. Folks, I just sent this out to many of you, and it went something like this, talking about our episode of the show description here. The episode info- information went something like this. Tonight, open form with Seth and Arlene. I went on to type Seth Turner, myself, creator of the Five Foods on Network, and wife will host an open forum. We haven't done an open forum in a long, long time. But tonight, what does that mean, open forum? It just means that the topic is really open. Now, Arlene has some things in her heart, but with an open forum, if you have some other questions or comments for myself or her, you can ask those. But we always like to start off with something. And that's something we start off with is going to be some things that's on our heart. And uh, and so, to be very honest with you, I don't even know what's all on her heart. She didn't even share it with me. I know it's something has to do with hope and faith. And uh, but we're gonna uh, probably get into some other things. We we'll just see which way the spirit leads tonight. Um, just trying to everything because I want to. Once we get started, we will not. I can tell you tonight, folks. If we ever did not go over ten o'clock, it will be tonight. <laughs> I can tell you that right now, unless these callers just come out of the wazoo, because I did send a message to many of our friends, um, Arlene and I, and uh, if they call, then that's all off. But I promise you, Arlene is not long-winded, and she is um, <laughs> she probably for sure is not interested in going over 10 o'clock just because she is an early bird. So anyway, I think I've covered everything. Just bear with me. Uh, making sure we got every all our ducks in line. My computer is moving so slow, folks. It's not even funny tonight. I don't know what's going on. Um, may have to reboot it. But listen, uh, again, um, I do want to thank those panelists that are in the house that is not going to be on the show tonight. Really appreciate it because um, I mean these are very intelligent people that could have their own shows, be doing their own thing. And some of them are doing other things outside of uh, 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 being a panelist on the Five Six Four Network. But I do want to thank Brother John and uh, even all of them, uh, 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 Sister Eliana and Pastor Chris and Brother Leonard and uh, Brother Dan Wallace, who haven't been on for a while, and the one and only uh, Ella Shure. Really, really appreciate them um, sharing when they can. We haven't had them on, everybody on in a while because of this, that, and the other. But I just want them to know I really appreciate them. I really, really do. They're very intelligent people. I'm blessed to have them co-hosting whenever they do. And uh, y'all are blessed, really, to have that many people, especially over 50, just love the Father, in tune with Him, trying to live this thing. And uh, our palace is no joke. I'll put them up against anybody, seeing any, any panelists anywhere, because they follow the Most High. And uh, they're not perfect, but they really do have a heart after the most time. So, let's get some, you know, I like a little music to 
cranked up here. Okay, folks. Like I said tonight, going to have all my wife. Arlene and I have been uh, on this journey for a long, long, long time. And uh, hopefully we'll hear from some people from the Ohio and uh, hopefully really Texas as well, uh, friends and so forth we reached out to. Uh, but it's not a time to really so much to say hi and that's it. I really want y'all's comment on whatever Arlene is going to be talking about tonight, but you can also for sure say hi. I'm not that stubborn. <laughs> but uh, I must say Arlene is going through a few things. You know, we got some uh, very challenging news about her father. Keep him in your prayers. I'm not going to go to further than that. only want to share. But uh, she is a trooper just to be on tonight. Uh, so, uh, again, keep uh, 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 Mr. Givens in, your, in y'all's prayers tonight. Pray that the Father will restore his health and touch his body, all right? But listen, again, my wife, Arlene, and I have been doing this thing a long, long time. And she do not like to, uh, she was on the first blog. She was on the, um, uh, she did the first, first probably, I don't know, 10 shows or something like that. Arlene was on five, was on there for regular uh, panelists with me, a co-host with me for a while. And then she, uh, of course, uh, started doing it myself for, for a couple of years. And um, we really got this, this train moving, got the, got shows, that, uh, really high-ranking shows, thousands and thousands of listeners. Uh, I think our highest show is 8,000. And so um, we've been doing this a long time, folks, reaching out to people, not just on blogs, our folks. This started with Arlene and I in Cincinnati, actually in Columbus, where we uh, started going to the black bookstore and learning things about our heritage and the father started doing some things for us. Then we joined the church called ASAC, uh, African-American, strong teachings on who we are. And then the father led us to other uh, churches in Cincinnati, Christ Emmanuel, there for a season. And it's just been a long journey dealing with uh, various challenges with, with churches and religious institutions and We've heard it all, it seems. We've seen it all, it seems, from religious people. Uh, 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 Oftentimes, not want to deal with racism or any type of things going on in our world. And uh, that's what Arlene and I know. We know about the church. We know their fears and what they don't want to deal with. This caused us to, you know, it helped mold us into the people we are today. So I really, without taking a whole lot of time talking about that, Folks, I'm telling you, uh, this woman and I have been through a whole lot where it relates to churches. And uh, Arlene is a, a, a soul winner in another way. She's a little different than I am. Uh, the Where I would uh, uh, be out there talking about racism and all of this, Arlene will, she got her own strategy as to how she, uh, <laughs> as to how to reach people. But everybody love her. She don't have an enemy, it seems. So when somebody don't like my wife, they pretty much is evil. And I mean that because she really don't have an enemy. And she yet uh, don't play with people's uh, uh, sin either at the same time. So I want to just go ahead and uh, and bring her on. Y'all bear with me. You know, I'm always doing 15 different things. I'm on these shows at the very beginning. Um, but let's do that. Let's bring my sister Arlene. Okay, Erico five one three six zero two seven five seven four. 
Miss Arlene Turner, are you in the house? I'm in the house. Why'd you say my whole number? <laughs> Did I? Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. a no-no on the show. Maybe I'm a little nervous. What do you think? Let me know if you get those weird oh, calls. I'll take care of them. Don't I don't know. I, I, don't I think nervous. what's happening, to be very honest, is my computer's moving really, really slow, and I'm having to use that backup computer, and I'm, I'm a little pissed, to be honest. Which, but anyway, we ain't going to let that curtail our plans. So, all you say hello to the people and tell them a little bit about yourself, what you what you choose to tell them, and then we'll get into what's on your heart and what you want to share with the people with regards to hope and faith tonight. Okay. Hello, people. Anybody listening today or listening in the future, uh, if you're from Texas, if you're from Ohio, I just want to say hello, hello, hello. It's good to be out here talking to everybody. It's good to be with Seth, you know, just sharing and, and some, really, some of the you things. Know this let me interrupt you there. You know this ain't no Texas, Ohio what? line. You got the whole planet possibly with the potential okay. list. So whole planet. That's new to me. That's new to me. Everybody I know is either not in the Texas planet, not or the Ohio, planet, but... but it's all good. That's fine. You can be from anywhere. California. I know he has a panelist that's in California, so hello to everyone everywhere. <laughs> it's just good to be with you tonight. Um, you know, yes, I listen yes. to Seth do his shows every week, and uh, they're very intense, they're very informative, they're, everybody's very passionate and very well-informed, uh, they're scholarly, um, they just talk about so many different things that it, it, it's, it's amazing, it, it's amazing the things that they cover, um, and so that is a little different for me because I, for one, <clears throat> like to uh, I guess think about the spiritual aspect of life and, and how it is that we are to live with hope. And so that's kind of what goes on with me. So I'm not always about the stats and the facts and what, like, you know, everybody else is. And I don't even watch the news. Yeah, I'll admit it. I do not watch the news, okay? Uh, I like to guard my heart and protect it and just keep it kind of soft. And uh, I want to be shocked by man's inhumanity to man, and I am shocked. I'm always shocked. I am not jaded. You know, I don't just say, oh, my gosh, that's just people being people. I'm always shocked with evil and with sin, uh, with cruelty and with violence. I'm always shocked, and I I will always be. So, um, you know, that's kind of what's been going on in my mind. So I don't know if you wanted me to go on to anything else, Seth. <laughs> no, that's a really good start because, like I said, y'all, over the years, Arlene have really helped me. Y'all, I, I can't tell y'all everything because it will eat up all the show time. But we have been, I remember that one of the first blows to us as a couple was when someone introduced us or shared with us about the importance of not, the importance of the name Jesus uh, to those that wanted to oppress us, and uh, that was very offensive because we 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 that was that was all we knew. And when they told us there was no J, that was the first blow. It came from, from a guy by the name I think his name was Nomo X at the Columbus bookstore there on uh, Livingston Road. Y'all know I'm talking about those in Columbus, but they had a bookstore back in there. Nomo X was one of the main um, gentlemen there that would greet you at the door and walk you around and try to educate you. And he was really hard on uh, on the King James Version Bible, and he was talking about there was no J and all of this. And we was new. We weren't new to learning and researching and studying our Bible. We was just new to 
you know, this, the, the things he was saying, and one of the things he was telling, I never forget, he said, the J, and he said, well, he exists, but his name wasn't on Jesus. And so that still was a blow, you know, because all this time, you know, I'm thinking to myself, if that's not the proper name of Christ, why didn't he tell us? You know, it's like having a, a girlfriend and you're not knowing her name. I just felt, I just felt so bad. But the father had to work on me and let me know that a name is not so much what you call a person, but it's the authority behind it. And we were operating in his name. And, but his name was Yeshua. And, it, and he went on to talk about how, why it was created, why it was important to create the J. Because the J came along with the white images. A lot of people don't know that. But when the J was introduced, so was the whole concept of a whiteness. And so they really tried to steal the history from Yeshua, steal the culture from Yeshua, steal the image of Yeshua. And so that was the whole thing. That thing really, I brought that up to tell y'all, that, 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 that knocked us to the ground. And we dealt with it. Until, 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 <laughs> which, okay. I mean, there are people who, there are people who are into historical, historical facts and data and, you know, the proper this, you know, the language, the right pronunciation. But when you have a relationship with your Savior and you have called on Jesus all your life and he answered, he came through, he followed through, he kept his word, he kept you, he delivered people, he healed people, he provided for you over the years. I'm not talking about just, you know, a name. I'm talking about a relationship with a spiritual savior, someone who loves you, someone who promises to look out for you, I had decided I wasn't going to get caught up in what to call him because he comes when I call him Jesus, Jesus, Yesu, whatever. He comes because he knows he's the one I'm looking to. And so for me, I choose to stay on that side of that topic, and, and it helps me to be able to move forward because I am, you know, I don't want to get caught up in details. That's just me. I don't want to get caught up in details. Seth is very intelligent. He likes to understand the historical data, get things right, make sure it's lined up, as well as the relationship part of it. I just choose to keep it simple. <laughs> and that's very important, so, Orlene, and that's why I try to tell people there's a spiritual, go ahead, were you not done? No, I was I was wrapping it up. Yeah, just you know, I just say forgive me for not being scholarly. There are many very intelligent people that are so scholarly and amazing, and and you know, it's just you just sit down and listen to them and take notes. Me, I just keep it simple because I want to just continue to move forward and grow. So that's it. <laughs> well, and, and Arlene, what she is saying, this I'm telling y'all, y'all have no idea really how deep this goes. Arlene and I would have conversations about just like the, the name Jesus, but it, it went further than that. We, he also just got no more ex challenged us about the Cold King James Version, and um, yep. and uh, uh, but what Arlene is saying, there's and I always still a got spiritual. It. What was that? I still have the King James Version Bible. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Absolutely, because what happened was. <laughs> The spiritual application behind the King James. Well, let me first go. All in, hold that thought, and I'm going to go. Uh, remind me, I should say. I meant to say to go there about the King James verse, but but back okay. to the name of Jesus or 
of the Seth of the Five Star Network tonight. No panelists, just Arlene and I going back and forth. We probably will hear from the panelists, but we're just right now just sharing. Now, there is always a spiritual application behind whatever man is doing. All right, Arlene, I hear a little noise. Believe me, believe you, believe me, you can hear everything. But uh, there's always a spiritual application. Oh, uh, hold on one second. Turn my volume up. Okay, sorry about that. Hopefully, y'all are here. <laughs> but uh, we're trying to be in the same room, but we're getting this little echo, so she had to be in the other room, and so that's we have to kind of work on that. But and um, my volume. But listen, there's a spiritual application behind everything. Everything. Okay. Now, the father. There's all kind of uneducated people. The world calls them uneducated. That have shook up our world. There's all kind of people down south that actually call Jesus Yidus. Uh There's all kind of people mispronouncing the names of the Father, the Son. They don't. They don't get that part right. Like all they say, the scholarly part right. Somebody may say, "Well, my people perish for lack of knowledge," but it's not the kind of knowledge. It's to just to know Him. It's to know Him, and I guess. Whereas somebody may know the correct name, somebody else, I've seen it with my own eyes. There are people that have that walk with him, and you see the miracles. This, the church of today do not, side road, folks, the church of today do not see remotely any types of miracles that the churches when I was a child and further back saw. They just don't. They don't have the power that they once had. But we, we can learn something called, through something called the Internet on our cell phones, which is just the click of, a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of, our, of our thumb. We can quickly find information in less than 30 seconds, but yet there is this absence of power. So all in over the years have helped me to stay focused on the Father. There's a lot going on in our world. Last week, we, as you know, we had Brother Zeke on talking about racism, and blacks and whites can't get this thing together. White supremacy is, is, is serious. But if you're really into the Father, and you don't even know about the things we talked about last week, but you have a relationship with the Father, the Holy Spirit really will reveal if there's white supremacy inside of you or if there's any kind of supremacy that shouldn't be or any types of illness or any type of idolatry. He will reveal that to us. The problem with a lot of our people and, and all people. It's just that the God they talk about, they really don't walk with. That is the essence of Arlene Turner. That's what she has been saying for years. Don't put the problem out there, Seth. And make it so clear where everybody understand all the details and you put it out there in a scholarly way, you put out the problem. Make sure they know the solution. Make sure they know that this problem, you know, like the scripture talks about, there is no temptation taken by man without there being a, a way of escape. Talk about the way of escape. That's what something she would say. So Arlene has always been about the, the solution, the hope, so people won't feel like, you know, these folks just ruling over us. We don't have no options, and we just, you know, we just cattle, or we just niggas, or we just whatever. You just fill in the blank. Arlene and my wife have always put that hope out there, and I thank her for it. Um, I remember one time I was going on the road, and she probably, probably don't mind me sharing this, and I was just saying, Arlene, she said, why do you always talk 
to me a certain way, but when you talk to people like uh, we call it back then Gary or Ella Shaw, when you talk to your friends, you talk to them different. I say because they see the problem. I know they see the problem. All I have to say is two words, and they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If I say the education system, I know that they'll know what I'm talking about. I say, well, you, you don't, you don't seem, you don't want to know these things, so you, you're oblivious to it. And so she and I talked about that for a while, and so and I began to just start sharing. I, I did the Expo 30 in the ride, and some of y'all know what the Expo 30 is, but it's 30 areas of life that's saturated with white supremacy. And I began to go through these 30 areas, and all in for a chance, for, for, for a minute, really listen, and she could see it. I mean, she really intensely listened. She could see the racism in every single area of those Expo 30. And I remember she had had enough. And she started screaming, and she's driving now, which she don't hardly ever drive. I normally drive her, but she was driving to the time. I remember her screaming, hitting the steering wheel, saying, what is the solution? kind of scared me. I was like, is she losing it? But Arlene had had enough, and that is the essence of Arlene. That if you understood that, you'll understand the next two hours what's about to happen. She wants to know the solution. She wants to know the hope. Put the hope out there. Don't put problems out there where people can choke. She don't really like a lot of Facebook posts because everybody's posting the problem, 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 and they're not talking about the solution that makes these people look almighty. It makes these oppressors look almighty, look untouchable. And okay. she cannot stand that. Go ahead, Arlene. Can I interject? No, go right ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. And just so that you know I'm not oblivious, even though I don't watch the news, you know, there are posts, you know, that come on Facebook and there are blurbs that come on news as I'm walking by the TV and people share things with me. And I think uh, the weekend after um, the gentleman was killed by the police officer, um, Mr. Uh, Floyd, Floyd, uh, that weekend, I, I got up on Sunday morning, and it, I was sad. I was very saddened. Um, I was so overwhelmed with grief and mourning. And then uh, fear began to set in, and, and like a terror of just, you know, I have sons and I have a daughter, and could that happen to them? Could that happen to my neighbor's kids? Could that happen to my grandchildren in the future? Could that happen, you know, to people that I know and their children, my husband, just different? I was overwhelmed with grief and sadness and mourning and fear and terror, and I wept for three hours. I just wept before the Lord, just cried out to God, poured out all of that emotional energy that I had and when I had exhausted myself I was back to what is it that I'm supposed to do now that I've poured out my heart to God I see what's going on I see it with my eyes I hear it with my ears but I don't want to talk about it every day I don't want to view it every day what should I be doing and um, I shared this with Seth, you know, um, I believe in the scriptures, you know, and faith is the substance of things that we hope for. And I felt like the Holy Spirit saying, what are you hoping for? What do you hope for? And I'm thinking, well, this is what I hope for. I would like uh, to have some sort of, I don't want to feel powerless. I don't want to feel helpless. I want to feel as though we have someone who is arguing our case. We have provision for our needs. We have protection for our people. 
we have a, uh, someone who will look out for us. And so we have, begin, we have to begin to speak those things out into the realm of the spirit so that they can manifest in the natural. And I know people think, oh, boy, that just sounds so okie-dokie. It sounds so spiritual. But that is the fight of faith. That's what all of us are supposed to do as believers. We're supposed to be using our faith and verbalizing the things the Holy Spirit is sharing with us so that we can build something strong and something mighty. You know, when the enemy comes in, God raises up a standard, but he uses us to raise up the standard. This is not a passive lifestyle. This is not something we sit by the wayside and watch God. What, what's God going to do? Let's see what God's going to do about this. God has already done everything he's going to do. He put it in our hands. What are we going to do about it? And that's, you know, what I came out of that, that time of mourning. I was rejuvenated in saying, okay, what is it that you can speak out into the realm of the spirit that will manifest? We have to. We've gotten to the point you cannot be black in America and not believe in a God that will save your soul and heal your life and provide for you, okay? If everybody decides they don't want to work with you, who are you going to go to? So you have to, have to, have to join in to the kingdom of God. You have to be connected to that family because he is boundless. He has all resources and all everything that you need. He's not weak. He's not, you know, some guy with, you know, the this frail-looking, pale guy that they show. No, the God that we serve is almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ask or even think. There's stuff we haven't even thought about that he can do. So we have got to start standing strong and saying, this is what our God can do. This is what we're expecting to happen out of this whole situation. The world seems to be unified around pain and violence and fear. But we can also stand up and say, well, we know a way to change that. We know a way to build something that's better. You know, we, we, we want to be in the promised land. So we have to speak that out. Uh, you know, I talk to Seth all the time, and, and he was right. When I hear too much about the problem, I'm like, okay, you just built a problem mountain. The Bible says speak to that mountain. So we need to speak to that mountain and command it to be removed. And then we need to build a mountain over here with our faith and our hope words so that we have something to hope for, something to reach for, something that motivates us to get up every day and to share with people. We have a hope. We have a promise. We're moving forward. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> And if anybody wants to say hi, just uh, let them know, and you can say hi. Well, folks, listen, uh, I do appreciate that, Arlene. I really appreciate those words. Again, um, you know, we everybody want to be woke. You just got this thing now. I want to be woke or I'm woke. But I'm going to tell you something. To be woke without hope, to be woke without knowing the end, how, how it's going to end, you can, I don't want to get too deep on anybody, but if you are woke and you only see what certain people are doing to you, you could wind up worshiping them in a, in a weird way. Because if you think your presence is all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful, and you start learning every little thing that the CIA, the FBI, you know, all these secret societies, think tanks are doing, um, you can really wind up 
indirectly worshiping them, directly worshiping them. Mm-hmm. What do I mean by that? A lot of people uh, are, are really going crazy with posting things that they are finding out for sure. There really is. They really are finding truth. You know, there's a lot of fake news out there too. But there's a lot of people posting things that is really, really, really going on in our world. And we just have been asleep. Some people. Y'all know Brother Seth been studying stuff over 20, 30 years. uh, Well, 30 years to be exact. uh, Somewhere around there. (laughs) Since like uh, 85, whatever it is math-wise. But folks, listen. If you only know what the CIA is doing, and most of the time the people in power right now is so-called whites. So... It's going to have a white face to it. So what's happening is a lot of our people are turning to hate because they're only studying. This is why I'm going somewhere because I'm trying to show you what Arlene was saying, how powerful what she was saying is. is. So if you're saying the, the leaders of the empire, and this is the last empire, really. Uh, I mean, every empire before this wasn't necessarily white. Actually, you know, this is still a part of the um Romans, anyway, it's a whole other story. But my point is, these Johnny-come-latelys are are able to tap our phone lines, tap, get into our computers. They're able to do all types of things. I mean, I'm learning a lot of this myself, uh, that what what people are able to do. If you, if you begin to study the think tanks, and there's hundreds of them, and what these people actually do, how they study every tiny little tiny, tiny aspect of human developing behavior so they can control people. If you start studying too hard, you wind up uh, stumbling upon the population control, gender, and even this whole epidemic we're going through right now, you begin to see it's man-made and all these things that was in a book wrote, I think, years ago, uh, where someone actually sat down and talked about and uh, there there would be this plague. That where it would be created, the city, uh, China, it names the city, it tells you how it was going to be. It, it it literally mentions everything. We've talked about this on this show. I'm not going to go too deep into it now, but when you learn all these things, it can make you sick to your stomach. And I remember I did some shows where, that was called The New World Order, and I had nothing all in but people calling in with, 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 with facts. My show, you have to have facts. And it troubled me so. I was depressed for a year, and I quit blogging. I literally quit blogging for like a year. What Arlene is saying, if you don't have hope, if you don't have, uh, if you don't know that the Father is still working through his people and that they really are winning in some regard, uh, if you just see only what these people are doing and the, 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 the physical characteristics of the people are is Caucasian, you will find yourself hating them giving them more glory than do them because they are losing. There's a reason they have to do all these desperate things because they know they are losing. We think they're winning. We think that we actually think the New World Order is winning. We actually think the CIA, FBI are invincible. and they, We don't know the fears of them. There's a reason. We actually think that whites in power are winning. Not understanding that they're about to become a minority, and that's why a lot was driving a lot of this genocide, this killing. And not that whites is a problem, and they need to be genocide. I gotta go there, Arlene. But my point is, there is reasoning for every single thing that these people are doing, and what they're doing, and what they're seeing. They don't, they don't see themselves as powerful 
about that for a minute, Arlene. These the, the, the CIA is able to tap into our lines. They know whether or not there's a God. Because they hear people talking about the Father on these lines when they tap them. They know also people have weaknesses because they, they see saints and they tap. They're able to, to spy and see who's really living this thing. And they know some people really is living this thing, but they have weaknesses. They can look at our computers and they can see everything we're doing, good and bad. So these people are not atheists. They know there's a God. They hear people praying at night over the phone. They see people talking about the, the how the Father healed them. They know who's real. So the the higher you go up with these circles, the more you know there really is a God. There is no atheist at the top. They know there's a devil and they know there's a father. These people in power are scared to death. But you don't even have to know all these details if you listen to what Arlene was just saying. Again, the fathers promised us some things. You don't have to be a, a, a guru or, or a scholar and know every single thing that the enemy is doing. All you need to know is that the Father said he'll never leave you in office. Say, you're all in comment on, I just said a lot, and I don't want to talk too much, but I get mm-hmm. you in there from time to time. But uh, for, by the way, everybody, again, we're talking about just, just so let me, let me just do a show identification here, station identification. Again, you listen to the Fossil Network. I'm Brother Seth. I have my wife, Arlene Turner, in the house tonight. No panelists, just Arlene and I. We're talking about hope right now. It is an open forum, though. But right now we're talking about hope. We're talking about hope because there's so much hopelessness going on. And Arlene is one of those persons over the years that have really, 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 really kept this before me. She does not like hearing all the things we talk about on the Fast Network. It's just too overwhelming for her, she feels. she. Um, I'm just being honest, y'all. She just feels like well, for as many problems that we put out there, we need to be putting out hope. But I'm going to tell you this, Arlene, and I'm glad I got you online to say this. The Fast Food Network have a slogan. And the slogan goes like this. The network that share oftentimes truth that are uncomfortable that's uncomfortable that the father is declaring. Somebody has to talk about the truth in Revelation, things going on the earth that the father is declaring that's uncomfortable. One of the things the father is declaring is really the whole Bible. Let's just, let's just let me say it the safe way. But there there is talk about racism in the Bible, Arlene. There is talk about white skin in the Bible, the origin of white skin. There is talk about Babylon, how America is Babylon. I know a lot of people don't agree with I heard Bishop Campbell, but I still disagree with him. I think America is Babylon. There's a lot of things the Father is saying, Arlene, that these churches is not going to say. And so I do think there are some things we have to know. The Father said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Now, what Arlene is saying, you don't have to know every little single thing the devil is doing. And I, and I respect that. On this Can network, what we try to, to do, go right ahead. To that end, the Bible does say that my people perish for lack of knowledge. But that also means they don't know who they are and what they have and what they can do. It doesn't necessarily mean scholarly knowledge, knowing, you know, different things like that. If people only understood what they have when they become heirs of God and lived it like they would if, let's say, they found out they were a Rockefeller or they were related to Kanye or they were related to the guy that, you know, created Facebook or something like that, they would start living a different life based on the legacy 
of that family. So if people understood and lived out what it is that God has provided for us, That's good. that That's good. knowledge right there would cause them to surpass anything that's being uh, put on them oppressively by any institution or group or organization. So I think that is the wisdom that's lacking is who we are, what we can do, and what we have. Because he's waiting for his army to fight that fight of faith that I spoke about earlier. Amen. That's powerful. That's powerful. And this this is my wife. Y'all getting a strong dose of earning tonight. And I do these shows, sometimes we get all excited because of somebody says something deep or something. And, uh, again, somebody has to know the mechanics of how yeah. the enemy is operating. You need that. Definitely. But I don't think everybody has to know because everybody don't see the most high with all these muscles and power and might. And if you tell the wrong person, kind of wake up. Everybody, they say, well, I want to be woke, I want to be woke. But wanting to be woke, what about woke in the spirit? What about Amen. woke in the spirit? You know, uh, I remember in the uh, scriptures, the story. Now, a lot of you know this, so I'll make it really quick. Cause I don't want to bore those of you that do know, the script, do know the word. But there was a prophet. And uh, I remember, <clears throat> I think it was Prophet Elisha. You know, uh, he was with a young man, and um, there was enemies out and about. And uh, y'all bear with me. Elijah. Elijah, exactly. And uh, I remember he was worried about, uh, he had a servant that was worried about the enemies that was round about them. And uh, he was really worried because you could actually see the enemy and it was everywhere. And I remember him telling Elijah, hey, don't you see the enemy is coming for us? We're going to die. We're going to die. You know, and, they, and uh, the, the, he goes and he looks. He keeps seeing all these people, chariots everywhere. And uh, Elijah was like, don't worry, you know, the father's with us, basically. And so this servant wasn't hearing it. He kept looking at the numbers, the numbers, and then finally Elijah said to the father, wake up the young man, uh, wake him up, open up his eyes. And when he uh, woke up, the uh, when, when the Most High woke up this young man, or uh, I'm using the word woke up because everybody keeps saying be, be awake, wake up, I'm awake. But when he opened a young man's eyes according to the scriptures, this young man was able to see the power of the Most High, and there was four more chariots. There was four more weapons that the kingdom of the Most High had, and he was able to feel protected. And that's kind of what I'm saying about Arlene. Arlene is saying, you know, we know a lot of times I got these shows, and sometimes I'm hairy because we just, we talk about so much on this Fossil Soul Network, and folks, we go deep. We really we really see a lot of what's going on. We see what's behind. We even start off in the spirit. Because everything happening natural has a spiritual origin. Everybody that tells the news, we go past the news. We see what we think the Father is doing even times. But anyway, to make a long story short, every once in a while we get caught up in the flesh and we just, we see, we, we talk too much about what the enemy is doing. And we need the Father to do like he did with the young man and open up his eyes where we can see his power, 
Arlene is on point. I just thank her for over the years being there, helping me stay grounded. Because, like I said, the one year I got so depressed, I, I quit doing shows for a year. A lot of y'all didn't know that, but when the Fox and Soul Network disappeared there for a year, it was because Brother Seth was, I was just done with humanity. I was just done. Not just mm-hmm. white people. I was done with all people because I was talking about I was mad at our people for not waking up. I was mad at the church for being so weak. I was just mad. Uh, and so there you have it. It's a confession of mine. But, um, again, in the, the phone lines is full of people. And I do want to thank everybody tuning in to hear my wife tonight and I discuss just this open forum. Um, if you have a question or comment now, be an excellent time because once we get to running and and going forward, uh, we may not be even looking at the phone lines. It's so you on the phone lines. And, again, if you're in the chat room and you have a question or comment, remember, just t- type your question, and we'll, cut to, we'll get to you as soon as possible. I'm having a hard time talking tonight for some reason. But, folks, I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Uh, Arlene, are you enjoying this conversation as much as your husband is? Sure. Definitely I am. <laughs>
are people that we can see and institutions we can experience, but they are not powerful enough to be the enemy. Absolutely. And I'm going to add to that also. Do you think ignorance is an enemy? I'll ask, let me ignorance just say that. I'll ask you a question. Is ignorance is an enemy? Ignorance. I don't believe ignorance is an enemy. I believe ignorance is just a lack of information that causes you to be a prey to the enemy. Because if you That's know something, yeah, if you know, so I guess we could say because yeah, I've always called you've always called uh, ignorance an enemy. Ignorance, deception. Uh, a complete wrong information, I've always called that an enemy. Uh, half and half, half truth, half uh, lie, I call that an enemy. And no information or no truth, I call that an enemy. But I like the way you put it. It's not so much an enemy in your in the way you what, what, is what you're saying, but the enemy can use it. In other words, if the enemy comes and you have complete lies in your head, he can use it. If the enemy comes and you're full of yes. deception, he can use you. If the enemy comes and there's no information about who you are, he can definitely use that. So I like that. I don't know if I'll stop yes. saying it's an enemy because if you don't have oh. this, this, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to keep the enemy very concise. The enemy of God, he uses lots of vehicles, lots of methodologies, lots of venues and whatnot to deceive, to trip up, to discourage, to destroy, to do all kinds of things. But the enemy is, to me, the enemy of God who is trying to uh, control or keep as many people from being reconciled. To God, to keep as many people from being a part of his kingdom, being a part of his family, understanding who they are. Because the more of us there are, the more attack we, we wage on him and what he's trying to do in the earth realm. Powerful, powerful, so, powerful. I'm so glad. I am so glad you're on the show tonight. I really, really am. And I love this woman. Uh, I know y'all know that, but I'm going to say it in public. I really love this woman. Arlene have helped me so much. Again, I want to know the truth, and, and sometimes it can become an obsession. I, I like to know how things work, how they tick. I don't want to just know that you hit me. I want to know why you hit me, because if I can know why you hit me, I can control whether or not you hit me again. And I really, 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 really appreciate her, the father putting her in my life. And over the years, we having a, uh, those conversations at all of uh, every restaurant seemed like in Dallas or whatever it seemed like we done been to. And we like to go and have tea and coffee and just talk about it. We go deep. I promise you. I remember one time we had a couple with us. Uh, somebody was with us, and they said, man, y'all give me a head of just hearing y'all talk because we just stayed very intense. But all these things, again, everybody, is the hope. She feels like too many people is too focused on the enemy or, 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 or should I say what's going on in the world, problems, and just like a lot of these, the Facebook has become a burden to so-called African-Americans because some people that don't know the father, they don't want to spend the time to get to know the father, but it's very easy to find out the problem. So what's happening is people is posting, and most of it's true, although there's a lot of fake news out there too, but a lot of things they're saying, the hangings are true, police brutality is true, but you cannot just put a light on what the enemy is doing because you're going to give him glory. He's going to look 
the, the, the right now, and I hate to make it white and black because it's not. It's really not white and black. There are so-called black people doing the same thing to their own people, but we don't put light on that. But right now, the enemy is a white male or white people, but for sure the white male. And especially those in power, the CIA, FBI, the White House, even Donald Trump. And that's where everybody is stuck at. They see it's the white folks. I saw some already another the other day. I think I told you about this earlier. But there's like, there's this video, and uh, somebody actually videoed this the other day. Actually, Brother Zeke, Brother Zeke, that was on the show last week, our white brother. If I can use the term white, because there's no such thing as a race based on color. Y'all know how we wrote it to find some stone. It's just no such thing. They're nothing more than Africans that don't have pigmentation best way to describe white people, not so-called white people. Anyway, Brother Zeke was on, and he was a brother. He was sharing, uh, he shared a, a video with me where some uh, group in Atlanta, Georgia, I think it was Stone Mountain, Georgia, it's like two of, 200 of them, and they was armed. I mean, folks, there wasn't nobody having no little 38s and, and, and no little uh, 8 mil, uh, you know, they probably had 8 millimeters, but they mainly have ARs, all of them. I mean, I've never seen that many ARs in all my life. Every single one of them has seemed like one or two of them. I mean, I mean, I mean, had at least one AR and and, uh, and they just was armed. I've never seen that many black people that armed in my whole life. And it, 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 they, it was all dressed in black. You couldn't see none of their faces. And uh, they were saying the Klan put out a threat. They're gonna start killing black people. Some of y'all saw this post, and it's true. The Klan did put out a, a threat saying they're gonna start shooting black people. I think eight o'clock or something like that. It was some some day, sometime. So what happened is they gathered themselves together, and they went and met at the clan headquarters. That's what the court, the guy was saying, the lead, the lead, the leader, and they was there, and they called them out, and they was using some choice words, and they also had some choice words for black folks that were scared, and they was basically saying, you know, I'm not gonna talk like them, y'all, okay? But they was just basically saying, you want us, we here, let's get down, and folks, I'm telling y'all, they were serious. And Zeke, what he said was, this is what we cannot have. Now, I really wanted Zeke to come on to talk about that because while I understand what Zeke is saying, he, he's saying he's saying this is not what we need. And he's right. We don't need that. That would be a bloodbath because as impressive as I was looking at all those weapons, the U.S. Army Air Force is a whole lot more impressive. Even the even the local authorities right there in Stone George, Stone Mountain, Georgia, is a lot more impressive. So it's just a bloodbath waiting to happen. But you know, uh, so I, I brought it up to say, Arlene, what do you think of that? That's the kind of things that we would talk about on the show, like you know, why are they upset? You know, um, you know, and I can hear Pastor Chris. I hope he won't beat me up for saying this, but. He is one of those that feels like, hey, you know, those guys, that's exactly what they should have did. You know, I, I can hear, I, Pastor Chris, if you're on the line and you want to comment, press one, then I can hear what you would say. But uh, but he's been advocating, uh, uh, of course, I believe in uh, gun ownership myself. But, folks, that is not our solution, for real, for real. Okay? It may be a well, uh, solution think, for... And, and Seth, Seth, if I can interject. Right you know, ahead. David was the greatest warrior in the Old Testament, right? Absolutely. He, in fact, he couldn't even build a temple because there was so much blood on his hands. He had killed so many people. But the thing is, even though he was a courageous, very well accomplished okay, hold on, hold on warrior. A hold, on a hold on a second. Hold on a second. Good night. 
Okay, Erico 864, if you still can hear me, you had your hand up. I'm coming to you, Erico 614-843. Somebody had their hand up, 864. Maybe they got disconnected and they just hung up. I get, I'm telling you, some people on this phone line, they must have come for you, Arlene. <laughs> no, but there really is a lot of people on this phone line. I cannot see all of y'all, so just be patient with us, okay? When your hand goes up, just well, give us a minute. Well, if they have their hands up, go ahead and let them comment now. Go ahead. Okay, but someone with 864, I've never seen an Erico before. They had their hand up and they left, so hopefully you'll come back. Erico 614, we're coming at you next. Uh, 614-843, not going to give out your whole number. would like for you to give your city and uh, name, please, before your question or comment. Who am I speaking with? Columbus, Ohio. Well, Canal, Winchester, Ohio, J- Danielle, Janae Jenkins. And hi, uh, <laughs> family. What's happening, Danielle? Awesome conversation today. I have a couple different points. Um, Sister, I know you don't like to hear about the things that are going on and you feel like the negativity, you need to, you need hope. I agree, but I believe we can't have, have hope if we don't deal with the real issues. Um, right now I'm doing a race equity that I'm teaching for my, my company where of course, it's only a few blacks, so of course they have me doing the race equity. And a lot of what has been going on in the climate in our country right now, our organization is taking a stance of um, we need to address the systemic, where it's coming from, why, yeah. we, why is it here? Um, and then once we do that, what are we going to do from that point? But we have to address the real issues and why things are the way they are. And so it has caused me to start going back and researching, I mean, about like the Willie Lynch and the, all the different things that I never really, we didn't learn in school. And so I started no, trying to research a lot of it. Yeah. And so I tried to start to research a lot of it. And, and a lot of it, the reason why we're killing one another is because of, um, how we've been conditioned over the years. So we have to address all of that. I definitely believe we need hope, especially right now. But the only way we're going to get there is if we deal with what the root of the problem is. We can keep putting a Band-Aid over it and saying we're going to give it to God. But God has given us the tools to address some issues, and I think we have to address them. Because if not, it's going to continue to perpetuate itself and it's going to get worse. Except you were talking about the group in Atlanta, in Georgia, Stone Mountain, um, with the guys with the yes. guns. They're not only in Stone Mountain, they're across the nation right now. They were on Cleveland Avenue here in Columbus the other day. Um, they are not playing. And there is going to be a civil What do you think about that, Danielle? What, what do you think about that? And everybody, just so y'all know, this is. You gotta tell everybody who who you are to to Arlene. They gotta know before you make your comment about the guns there, please. Uh, Arlene is my sister, my big sister. Through um, when I was a teenager, she took me in like no other. Uh, always encouraging, always there. Uh, we've been through so much together over the past thirty thirty years. <laughs> Um, and praise God for her and for Seth and for their kids. Her kids are my nieces and nephews, uh, my niece and nephews, and love them to life. So that's why I am. I live in Columbus, um, and just family. We're family. And you see, Arlene, you always encouraging. That's right, sister. That's right. Right. Uh, Daniel, you see, she's always encouraging. Hit that a little bit, because that's what we're talking about tonight, this hope, because Facebook out there is putting so much. People are hopeless. 
I'm going to tell you, I was a rebel for years, Seth, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was one that would speak my mind, didn't care who it was. Um, you know, I went through a lot growing up, had a lot of challenges and issues growing up, so it caused me to be very bitter and angry and not love myself. And I don't care what I was going through. My sister, Arlene, always was encouraging me, always telling me, you know, you can do this. Don't let your circumstance dictate. You know what I mean? Just always gave me words of encouragement and still to this day does. So she's my voice of reason. When I'm worked up, I know if I call her, she's going to talk me off the ledge. <laughs> so um, just very encouraging and giving hope. She. It definitely will encourage you and let you know that you can do it. Um, a lot of decisions I've made now in my daughter is because of things that she she imparted in me when I was younger, and I appreciate that. Um, yes, yes. So, so let me say, so we just got another hand that went up, another hand that went up. And again, y'all, be patient. We're coming to you because uh, Danielle, for sure, I know she's got something to say for real about this arm. So listen. Yeah. Uh, so, Danielle, you say, all across the country. Now, I, I knew that yes. in Forward Dallas they had a march not that long ago where it was really armed like that, but there wasn't no hundreds. Yes. It probably was about 40 or something, and that was scary in and of itself. But these gentlemen over on, on that doggone stone mountain, man, they look like they could take out some people for real. Police department yes. have a hard so time battle with them. They might get them, but they, it's going to be a battle. But go ahead. Here in Columbus as well. So they were on the corner of 11th. In Cleveland, and they took up all the way from down 11th, down Cleveland Avenue, all the way to 17th. So you're wow. talking a long stretch. And they're all in black. They have assault rifles. Um, they're not playing. And they were down in front of um, one of the police stations, one of the one of the projects we have here. And they're not just talking about whites. They're talking about black-on-black crime as well. Um so it, it, they're not playing. They're across the country. And I think that, fortunately, it may take some of that. Um, I don't want a bloodbath. I don't want us to go to a, a civil war with them. But something has got to change. Something's got to give. And, 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 it's, not and, and, and it's not just men. There's men, women. They have their kids out there. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard some, some of the people that was mainly sharing them all was women. And I heard this one mm-hmm. comment, and they were talking about you whites, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I heard one lady say, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of women in, in black in, in, uh, with ARs, she said all of them. Yeah. Now, I thought I saw yeah. a white guy with them, but she said all of them. So I'm like, okay, now, yeah. is he white or is he light-skinned? My point is, that to me is a recipe for disaster. There's a lot of whites in there, and, I, and they are marching. Well, I thought people said, oh, they just now marching. It's a recipe. You're saying it's a recipe for disaster, but the KKK been doing it forever. So now but why the KKK, the difference is stand the, up? No, I, I think I like the fact. Let me tell you what I mean by recipe for disaster. I think for them to show up, like the Million Man March, mm-hmm. we showed up to say. Not we care for black families, because Farrakhan said, if you care about black families, you'll be out here on, on, on this Monday. And we went. So we said to the world, not we care for our families, but we said, hell yeah, we care. We stood for hours. Now, mm-hmm. that's what I see these guys doing with the weapons showing up. They're saying, we ain't no punks. Keep pushing us. I like that part of it. But if they start firing... If they start firing, 
That's a mm-hmm. recipe for disaster is what I'm trying to say. Well, but, so, no, I like the fact that they're out there. They're Go ahead. Us. They're hanging us. Let's, let's talk about what's going on right now. We're not talking about years ago. We're talking about in the past month there's been nine hangings across the nation. When do we oh, say yes. enough is enough? When do we come Absolutely. bear arms saying what? Now we're tired. I'm sorry. I you know what I think, Danielle, about the weapons? I think this good thing, I think, and I think more should gather like that. But here's what I think they should mean when they gather like that. The same as who whites do. Whites are armed, mm-hmm. and they're saying, mm-hmm. don't mess with us. We're not going to mess with you, don't mess with us. Ain't nothing wrong with that statement. They even interviewed one of the guys in the park. You know, right. I want you to weigh in here in a second. But they interviewed an older white gentleman at Stone Mountain Park, and he says, I have no problem with them. They're just exercising mm-hmm. their rights. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's okay. I love it. I love it. I wish mm-hmm. it happened all over the country, and I wish more blacks. I think every black should own a weapon. Not to go around doing yeah. all, but just I think there would be they would be they wouldn't be doing to us what they're doing if they knew that all of us know our rights. All of us ain't mm-hmm. crazy. We all weapons mm-hmm. just like you do. I just don't think they would be pushing us around. So I like these guys, but I do not want to see those guys get busy. I do not because I know what will happen. I yeah. know what I, will happen. I, That's I, what I, I mean. But but I'll get in here whenever I, you can. Got the Daniel make this comment. Go ahead. I I do not want to see a bloodbath, but I believe something has got to happen. It's because even with all we've went through over these past months with the Floyd, they're still lynching us. There, Trump is making. I'm sorry, Trump is making people really bold right now. I don't know if you yes, saw in yes, yes. Ohio yesterday, and uh, uh, Sunday, a gentleman and his sister were at a grocery store out west. A black brother and sister. Sister, white woman bumped into her. Sister said, "You could have said, excuse me." Five men, white men, came, chased them down, beat his car with a, a, a stick. The black guy tried to get away. They, they kept jumping on his car. He ran, hit one of the people. He got arrested. So things aren't changing. They're getting worse. People are very bold right now. So it's going to take us to be bold with them to let them know we're not standing for it. I don't want to see bloodshed. However, I think we've got to do something. Well, let me say this, I, I, and I want to hear from Marlene because you know she's the the the, the, the salt, so to speak. <laughs> she always balances it out. She, so so let me say this, Danielle. Let me let me say this. Danielle say it's not getting better. Let me say this to her and everybody listening. This is what. I was saying earlier, there are good things happening with white and black relationships. And if we said mm-hmm. that right now, it would it would it would not make what she said insignificant, but it would give us hope. There are blacks, whites trying to get it together. There are white organizations going to the city hall and saying, "Yes, they need their statue down. Yes, they need." But why are they doing that? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because this has been going on forever. Why are they doing it now? Because it is televised. It's been happening for generations. So why okay. all of a sudden? Okay, go. I'm sorry. Let me. I'm done. No, 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 no. I, I love it. <laughs> no, she's okay. right. Why is it happening now? But you said it's televised. Okay, televised means they didn't know. I mean, it's televised. Whatever the reasoning is, Danielle, if somebody want to use their heart to say enough is enough, I'm not going to say, I may say one time you're too late, 
By the time y'all showed up, I'm only going to sit there once. The rest of the time, I'll be saying thank you. Okay, here's how you can help. So I, I know that they're late in marching, getting beating like we've been doing forever. I know you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. They are late. But I'm not going to in any way discourage them from going and doing what they're doing. So there's a lot of good things going on right now. There's a lot of policemen that have quit because they don't want to be associated with racists. Now, some of them are quitting because they're caught. They can't act the fool no more. I understand it. I ain't stupid. Right. But no, a lot of cops don't want to be associated no more with just silent, blue coat, silent so coat, silent, whatever it is, blue coat, silent. So you're telling me that these cops didn't know this was going on before it ha- Look, I, I've gotten all off subject. But anyway. With no, 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 no. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I think it's a t- I think you're right. But if they want to decide after they're busted and they really quit, because they don't have to quit and give up all their pension or whatever. They don't have to. They can keep doing it. But if they say, you know what, mm-hmm. now everybody know I knew it, but I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't have a backbone, but now I do. Yeah, they late. You're right. You're absolutely right, Daniel. They did know. And a lot of cops were bothered by it. And so when people start in, on the street saying, you a racist, and you're a part of this system, and you, you motherfuckers, y'all knew all this shit. Y'all knew it. If, you, if they want to talk like that and say that to them, and it gets to them, and they quit, Danielle, better late than never. We can't say, we can't in any way discourage them to where they say, I don't care about none of y'all, blah, 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 blah. You know, you follow me? I y'all excuse my little language. I'm just trying to make it real. I agree. Go ahead, Daniel. Then I, we're going to hear from Arlene quickly. And, uh, we're gonna hear from, go ahead, okay. Daniel, quickly. Then we're going to hear from Arlene. Then we're going to go to okay. Erico 972. I, say, I agree with what you're saying. I just want to see past these next few months what, what the change is going to be. Uh, same thing happened with Rodney King and the riots and all that. And then months later, it was like nothing happened. So I just want to see. I want to see how long this lasts and if this is a true change or is this just because of the political climate right now and what's going on. That's just my opinion. I love you guys. Yeah. Love you too. <laughs> okay, Arlene, comment. Hold on for Daniel before you go. Comment, Arlene. Comment. Daniel, try to just listen, and then we're going to come to you. Okay. And I, with another hand went up, so now we got two hands up. So I see Erico, they want to have I'll be quick. I'll be quick so you can let somebody else talk. Um, but what I, I, I observe, and I agree with all of the observations of what's happening, what's been happening for really for – decades for generations Mm -hmm. uh and it Mm -hmm. hasn't gotten better it's gotten worse and there does seem to be a climate where people feel free to expose their evil um you know so a normal human response is to uh return that evil with like type behavior it's very normal it's i mean wars are fought and all this kind of stuff so I totally get the response. I totally get the reaction. I get the whole we're fed up. We're tired of this. We have to show some strength. We have to put some fear in you so you'll stop being uh, oppressive to us. I understand all of that. But I also understand that it's going to take more than any of us can do individually in small groups and a large group to end what is going on in this country. It's going to take a move of God. God is our deliverer. He is the one that's going to set us free. Somehow he's going to use people. Now he's going to use people. You know, just like in the times of old, he sent leaders. 
He gave them a word. He gave them a pattern, and they got them delivered. They got them set free. We are his people. He has got to create some sort of package that's going to cause them to let us go. It's just because you can't make people, everybody's not saved. Everybody's not listening to God. So because of that, you can't make people play nice. They don't want to. They want to have what they have, or they want to have more than you have so they can feel value as a person because somebody told them that they were better in some way. So those are the kinds of things you cannot legislate. You cannot organize. You can't even coordinate it. You can improve it somewhat, but we need the delivering power of God to come through men and women of God that are anointed, that have wisdom, that are resourced, that have uh, ideas and programs and things that are going to cut it It's a spiritual move. Now, it doesn't mean people shouldn't defend themselves and do what they know to do. That's human nature. We're going to do that. But what I'm saying is there is a move in the spiritual realm, and those of us who are believers are supposed to give voice to this and speak this thing and call it forth. You know, we're supposed to say God is our deliverer. He is going to deliver us. He's going to shake us loose from the oppression that's been going on Uh all around the world. He's going to do a big thing, and people are going to know it's him. It's not us. We don't have the power to do it. Even if we all unified tomorrow, we still don't have the power to do it. But he can do it. Through us, through uh, the situations that we're experiencing, God can be the one to deliver us. And he will deliver us. That's what I'm yes. out there in the face of you. Powerful, powerful. Correct. Danielle, listen, appreciate the call. Go ahead, go ahead. That's, that's, the the voice of, that's that voice of reason. Love you. That's a voice of reason. Love you. Love you. I appreciate that call. We all fight I really did that. Ways. That Danielle set it off. That's what you call setting it off right there. Yeah. I, I knew yeah. that was gonna happen. But Danielle is a lawyer for real, for real. Uh, I was gonna share a story, yeah. but ever since she, when she was commenting, just to let y'all know, three hands went up. It <laughs> 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 just, it just, she just. That's what you call setting it off. But anyway, I'm coming to y'all. Y'all gotta be patient, okay? I had to let her get to all that out. But she is right on point. And for the record, listen to this really quickly. And I'm coming to you. I think this is our moderator, John Clark, who normally moderates the show. We're going to go to him next. Then we come to you, Eric code 817-966. And then Eric code 337. Please be patient. Do not hang up. I really want to hear from you, okay? Um, you've been hanging up the longest. Listen really quickly. If you got an uh, ear to hear, you just heard from two warriors. See, people think Danielle is the only warrior in that conversation. But no, Arlene is fighting just as well. I'm very serious. If you really listen, there was two types of warring right then and there. That's what we're saying. It's, it's more than one way to type of fight. Danielle is right. Something got to give. And those guys may have to. It's going to come down to some bloodshed. We know that. But I just don't want us to get into no us versus them because we don't have the kind of weapons they got. We're going to need the most high to help us. But I anyway, go back to the phone lines. Eric code 972 972805. This is our moderator, everybody. Brother John Clark. Welcome to the Five Suits on Network, and it's a very interesting open forum, brother. Go right ahead. What's good, brother Seth? How you doing, Arlene? I'm doing great, John. How are you? 
everything is well. Uh, I'm going to try and just hit these like rapid fire. First and foremost, like what Arlene was stating early on, where as it pertained to the name of the Messiah. Uh, fact is, is that it's not like that there was just an, an a empty, let's say, 2,000 years of people unable to get saved because they couldn't say the name. So <laughs> it's like, it, it, you know, it's like, imagine that. It's like, dang, that's 2,000 years and all these people we lost just because they were saying the name wrong. No, it's about the relationship. It's about the relationship. And, and I just wanted to buttress what she had already stated in that respect. As it pertains to these, what's going on as a result of George Floyd, folks, y'all know me very well. It's suspect to me. When I say it's suspect, it's like we had plenty of these types of killings take place, but this one set off a quote-unquote world protest. People are protesting all over the world. And I'm kind of like, why? Why this one? Why? Why is it that the news is showing us protest of all these people in other parts of the world? And we know who runs these news stations. We also are looking at these corporations saying that, you know, we stand for diversity and we want we stand behind black people and we're pledging these monies and so on and so forth. And uh as as your your uh your your sister stated, I, it's like where were you at before we really needed some support? It's been quite a few decades while we're still the civil rights era. And prior to that, back in the days where, yeah, you're free, but you're a, you, it's peonage that we're using. We, we can take you to jail for any minor uh, infraction of the law. And then there's Jim Crow era, and then there's slavery itself. And that went on for who knows how long, 1619 up to 1865. So now all of a sudden these corporations, are they have a heart now. I'm here to tell you they don't. They, I'm just saying they don't. They, they, they sat down in a boardroom and made a decision. Some of them made the decision based on just their bottom, bottom line. It's a business decision. Other people who are pawns, of Luciferian teachings and Luciferian uh, uh, secret societies, they knew what they were supposed to do. There's a reason why we see so many satanic symbols in these great, these uh, large corporations. And I'm here to say that there's a reason why it says who can make war with the beast, because no one can. <laughs> this, this this is going from Babylon to uh, the Medo-Persian Empire to the Greece, Greece, Grecian Empire to Roman. And Seth already told you we are still in that era. That one is the strongest of them all, but it's the least valuable one of them all. That's the reason why I was represented by iron. Very strong, but not as valuable as gold. To try these I, I'm untrusting. You you show all of these pictures, these these uh, of of black people who are rising up with arms, folks. They you're dealing with the a country who made the gun. They made it. They made that arm. It, they have technology that's already ten, fifteen years ahead of what. It, think about it. Half of the KKK went to law enforcement. 
There's a video that says, I believe you said that, they're in law enforcement. So when you think that there's a referee, that's you, them, and law enforcement. No, law enforcement is them. That's the reason why it was set off by a policeman. They've been doing this for years. It was set off by law enforcement. Why? Because that is the KKK oftentimes. And so so let, let me let I me ask you this for those 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 of us listening, because you know, Brother John, you be getting deep, and that's pretty deep what you're saying. You're saying why this case. Now, you do believe, just for the record, you do believe that, you know, okay, I got to say this because somebody's thinking this. I know somebody out there is thinking, he don't even believe it happened. He, Brother John does believe that the nigga was on the neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds of George Floyd. He does believe that. But what he's saying is, why does the media hype this one up? I think, Brother John, the most high is doing what he's doing. I think he, I do know, I, I know where you're going with this, that they are having ulterior motives. And I want you to just be very clear and let everybody know what the ulterior motive is. I think at some point the father is going to do something in the earth. He's got to stir up the masses in order for Israel to be rescued and a remnant of them return to the land and all this stuff. Israel cries out. Israel don't even know they're Israel yet. We said, Tom, we're asking Americans. Uh, a tribe of Israel, we lost, we scattered out the four corners. So in order for there to be an outcry, and then I think I think it's going to get worse, a lot worse. And then it's going to get so worse, we are going to be crying out to the Father like we have never cried out before. The pandemic kind of, you saw people praying all over the world, you ain't seen nothing. When they unleash and I think Trump is going to win again, unfortunately, but I think he is going to win again. They are going to show their true colors this next four years. I know I mean, you don't like hearing that bad stuff, but I'm telling you, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And what's going to happen next four years is going to be uncomprehendable. If, they, if there's nine lynches now, can't imagine. you can't imagine what's coming, folks. These people have been waiting to do this, and we're going to see their true colors, those in power. And if your president... Is leading it. Those of y'all talking about Trump, pro-Trump, you, you look again. This man, like Danielle, saying he's igniting a lot of this stuff. So, I believe the Most High, Brother John, is stirring up so-called whites because it's mainly a white movement. This whole the last marching, the last uprising, pretty much with whites more so than blacks. So I think there is some good. Hearted so-called white people, if I can say so-called white and so-called black, that is really genuinely a move of the Most High. But John, you're saying something different. You think what's the ulterior motive of them putting promoting George Floyd? So, well, it, it, to me, the ulterior motive is ethnos rising against ethnos. And you're probably thinking, like, what do you mean ethnos? In Matthew 24, it says, "Nation shall rise against nation." That doesn't mean that this this country rises against this country, that word nation means ethnos. That's the same word we get ethnicity from. That's the same word. And so in reference to the cop that put his knee on George Floyd, absolutely that happened. But the question is, who is he? There's a reason why a secret society is a secret. Who is <laughs> There's who? a reason for that. Who are you saying? Who are you talking about? Who is who? Who is who? The cop. The cop. The cop. The re- there's a reason why secret societies are so. Secret. Why do you feel like there's you did it? Because I'm just the reason why I'm saying this because I want to know. People want to know because you're saying, hey, there's a reason. Why do you think this? So we want to know wh- wh- why. Why do you think it's going on? Why? Wh- what's happening? What's behind all of this? Because, because got a couple it, calls holding as well. That means that you're able to control things. For instance, let's say that there's a, a group of teachers. And they vote on different things at different times. And so, the, matter of fact, you, you've seen this on Survivor, that, that show called Survivor. 
every good player of Survivor always makes a backdoor deal with the one of the persons on the other team because the plan is there's no reason for us to compete against everybody. What we'll do is I will tell you our plans. You tell me y'all's plans. We can knock off everybody, and then we have a 50-50 shot as opposed to a, a, a 13% shot. And so it's a secret that you are keeping from everyone else. And so the person is te- – if you have a group of teachers who vote at various times, but then three teachers get together out of 15, and they create a pact, and they say, here's what we're going to do. I guess what do. I'm saying is this, John, for those listening, they want to know, what do you think is behind it? All he said, let you finish. But go ahead. I know people are dying to say, what is he, so what is he saying is, is going on? Go ahead. What Arlene stated the enemy was, that's what's behind it. It's the reason why the secret society is Luciferian in nature. It's satanic in nature because that's the enemy of God, and now that's your enemy. Why? Because that enemy influences men. So you can have a cop who puts his neck his knee on a man's neck or shoot someone who he knew did not pose a threat. And he knows that there's a judge who will cover for him. Why? Because you're in the same secret society. Not every time, but if you do it, they will move cases out of one jurisdiction into another jurisdiction. Why? Because the attorney knows that that we got somebody there. So all I'm trying to say, simply put, is do not look at this at face value. There's a reason why Arlene was explaining about spiritual wickedness in high places. If you look at this at face value, just know that you will be misled because the whole, the, the main thrust of what Satan does is deceive. That's his biggest weapon. And I'll leave it, I'll leave it at that. I appreciate you all giving me a moment to push that platform. Thank well, you, John. I appreciate that. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Appreciate that, brother. Good to hear your voice. And, folks, again, that's our moderator. He's normally Likewise. the person that's moderating the show. But, Don, John, appreciate those words. And uh, John's going to go behind the scene. That's what we do. And that's, you know, uh, he'll go behind the scene and see what's behind stuff. And you got to hear when he did his own show, he really went deep into uh, to the, to the matter. And you'll understand more, John, because it, it's not always as simple as it looks. It really isn't. It's oftentimes it's true, the truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, I want to comment more on what Brother John was saying, but out of respect for Erica, 817-966, I'm going to come to you at this time. Uh, Erica, 817-966, Brother Malachi, go ahead with your question or comment. I think it's Brother Malachi. Um, who am I speaking with? Yeah, this is uh, Malachi. How you doing? No. I'm doing great. Uh, we're here with Arlene, my wife. Say hello. Hello, how are you? I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Uh, Good, good topic, good views and things like that. Uh, I just wanted to comment by saying that that, uh, uh, what Brother John was saying, that, you know, these corporations, you know, they have, uh, you know, uh, they're not doing this out of the kindness of their heart. They're doing this as a business decision because they see the uh, what seem to be the opinions of the people. And uh, no, I'm not impressed with these multiracial, uh, uh, with these multiracial Black Lives Matter uh, protests. I'm not impressed at all because it's, it's it's becoming more like a trend. Well, not a trend, but a fashion uh, outing. Uh, and uh, uh, I also want to say that 
you know, if in Germany when the Jews, the so-called Jews, they're not the real Jews, but when the so-called Jews couldn't get along with the Germans, and then they 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 separated them from another, they separated them from Germany. Uh, but I would suggest that while we wait on Hamashiach to return, that we do what James Monroe suggested, that we do what uh, uh, some of the founding fathers said we should do, that we do what Abraham Lincoln wanted to do after he emancipated the slaves. That is that we separate from one another. I suggest we do what what, what Farrakhan and Nation of Islam have on the back of their newspaper. Uh, you know, look, give us Georgia, uh, give us Alabama. Let us be to ourselves. Let the whites be to themselves. I don't have an issue. If the whites want to be to themselves, fine. Have your own nation. Have your own city. Just let me and my people have our own nation and have our own city. If a man and woman can't get along with one another because of irreconcilable differences, they divorce. Well, we want out of this marriage that we were forced into by prophecy. We want out of it. Let us have our own nation. It's not complicated. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. Let us have our own nation and be to ourselves, and we'll trade with you, and you have your own. Simple. Because it ain't going to work. Exos against exos. It's going to be conflict and conflict. Uh, and, and, and let me say this also. Uh, I think that the Nation of Islam has the best model. What they have proven by the FOI that black people can defend themselves uh, without a gun. When the Nation of Islam can go into neighborhoods and make the Klansmen respect us just by their disposition and their formation and their order and their structure. So uh, those are just a few things that I want to suggest. Thank you. No, I just have a comment, not a question, but uh, my comment is I totally understand, um, you know, the whole concept of uh, what he's talking about. And my preference in, in, in looking at something like that is not so much asking anybody for anything but for people that have the wherewithal to begin to build. And once we begin to build, if we start building, let's say we start with a school system. You can start, you know, in, in some city, start out with a school, uh, go obviously to the inner city. You have to build a, a public school that's going to be able to teach children who they are, having value, showing them the imaging, imagery and whatnot that's going to help them feel good about themselves. And then you have to go from there. Maybe you have to start with a financial institution because everything requires money. But I think rather than asking anybody to give us anything, we can begin to build from within. You know, we need schools that affirm our little girls and little boys and help them to grow up to be uh, men and women. You know, we need uh, banks that are going to create uh, financial uh, products that are going to help them as they transition from young adulthood into adulthood. You know, we need uh, places, staffing companies. We need businesses 
So our young boys who go through those wirehead stages, we can say, you're going to work this job, and that person's going to appreciate that you're just being rebellious right now. They're not going to look at you as a criminal or a thief. They're going to say, you're just being rebellious. We know you're going to grow through it. We're going to help you through it, and you will be working a job and having an income. So those of us that have the wherewithal need to begin to build what I call a scaffolding uh, so that an infrastructure can be built within these cities. You know, we don't have to go nowhere. We can build it wherever we are. And, uh, you know, so that's what I'd like to see happen. It kind of goes along with what you're saying, that uh, rather than look for a handout, let's just start building it. You build it, and they'll come. Very good point. Very good point. Thank and Carla. Thank you very much again. We got more uh, more hands went up. Somebody wants to just say hi and let me know that they're not going to make a comment, a long comment. So I'm going to go to them instead of three three seven. Please forgive me three three seven four eight five, but um, they couldn't, couldn't couldn't hang on the line. So I really appreciate uh, Brother Malachi. And we're going to move on to this next caller. And all in those very powerful words. I hope y'all listen. Remember these shows. You- is rewindable. You can't rewind any of this and fast forward. Uh, uh, these shows are recorded. Again, you listen to the Five Foot Zone Network with Brother Seth and his wife Arlene Turner. Again, this is an open forum. We're just talking about uh, you and yours, the state of our world, state of our country, state of our city. All right, go to the phone lines, area code 513-651. Can't give out your whole number, but go ahead and give us your name and your city, please, and your quick comment. This is Benita McNair from Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey, Benita. <laughs> hello, hey, Brother Benita. Seth and my hello, sister hello. Arlene. Hey, I just want girl. to say <laughs> this is a powerful show. And I had called before and I did not know how to get in, but I did leave some comments. But you are so true when you say you have to... Speak hope. You know, you have yeah. to, with all this, I'm, I was like you when I saw George Floyd pass away. I um, well, saw him killed on TV. I was sad. I was upset. I cried out. Then I got angry. Then I had to cry out again. And <laughs> yeah. each yeah. and every time I have to believe that God is in control. Because if you know you know my history and you know what I've been through, you know I mm-hmm. I am a miracle walking myself. Mm-hmm. And That's right. for for those who don't know me, I am I guess you would say this world's blind person made to see because I was blind. The world would say legally blind. I could only see a blurry big E on the on the uh, eye chart, but through God's grace, mercy, and people he's put in my life who encouraged me to keep going on, like Miss Arlene and Brother Seth, now yes, I'm able yes. to see with my glasses 2020 and see without my glasses, and wow. I am able to pursue yeah, the vision wow. that God has for me. And so this world looks crazy, but we have to know that God is in control no matter what it looks like. Yeah. You know, no matter what we call him. No matter what we call him, 
we father is a good enough name for me because he's been a father healer is a good enough name for me because he's been a healer provider is a good enough name because he's always provided and he's always taken care of me and my family from a very young age and so I just wanted to say hello and I appreciate y'all letting me know y'all was on this evening and keep up the faith and keep Keep pushing him, brother, sister uh, Arlene. Keep keep him in order. Keep him in order. I, will, I know it's hard. <laughs> I remember those oh, conversations, she, brother she, Seth. <laughs> do you? Do you? You know what, sister Benita? I just happened to think of something. <laughs> but yeah, she's keeping me. She is that uh, balance in my life. She really is, like Danielle said. She's really, really, really that and more. But you know, I, I know. just happened to think. You and I have had a lot of good conversation, a lot of laughter, and y'all, oh, this is yeah. one of the most excellent cooks. This is one of the most <laughs> excellent cooks in the country. She may not think so, but I think so, especially <laughs> that cake. What's the cake? Which cake? Any cake, really. But what was the my cake, favorite cake? Yeah. It was the carrot cake. Yeah, yeah my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my, this woman right here. But I remember when you had Harry Belafonte. Y'all, y'all may not. This is a true story. This sister had mm-hmm. Harry Belafonte over her her place with Dame yes. Lynch Jr. and uh, we actually sit there and talked about the riots in Cincinnati. And I remember um, Nate Livingston was mad because we had was touring uh, uh, him around because no celebrities was allowed in the city of Cincinnati. James Brown had been booed off the stage, and uh, Bill Cosby canceled out, and all these things canceled because of this. Boycott. We and we invited uh, Harry Belafonte, and, and, and Nathan was all upset about that. And I remember Harry Belafonte saying, "Tell him to call me. Tell me. T- tell Nate to call because I am a part of the civil rights." And he was trying to tell us that you know it's okay to invite people in as long as they ain't bringing dollars. And so we weren't doing that right. He or they weren't doing that right. They weren't boycotting right. But all that conversation went down in Sister Benita's house there with Reverend Damon Lynch. I just want to say mm-hmm. that over some very good breakfast, might I add. But, yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. history there, my sister. You have been a blessing in our lives as well. Yeah. Yes. And yes, I mean, she's, right. kept, she's kept me. She's kept me. And I, uh, even when I was having my tirades on Facebook, she sent me some words of encouragement, and, and I received them, <laughs> even though I was a little perturbed, you know. <laughs> but I received them, and she she got, you know, you got to, sometimes you got to bring, you got to bring a person in, you know. You got to, you got to, you know. some One thing about Christians, because people always want to think that Christian people are so perfect, and we ain't perfect. That's one thing I want to nope. say before I go. They people I always want to think Christian people are so perfect. One thing for sure, two no things way. for certain. I am not Jesus. I'm not the Father, uh-huh. and no. He is. I am still a work in progress. So I might yeah. fall, but long as I get back up and keep on, and I might have there a flesh go. moment, but long as I learn from that flesh moment and keep it pushing and doing His will, then I am still a child of God, and I'm still. His child, and I am still the beloved, and I am still an heir. You know, that's one thing that people get twisted when they uh, think that you just, they fall, they go away from church because they think that, and that's one thing church people do, they try to make you be perfect, but you ain't perfect. Nobody's perfect. So don't look for, you know, church people, look for Christians, for people who serve the true and living God, who, who know they are 
that you yourself are the church, not the building. Building is That's the house right. of worshiping, but you yourself are the church. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You the you you <laughs> people get mad because the churches is closed, the buildings are closed down, but the church ain't closed down because I'm the church. <laughs> I'm the church. I can praise him right here in my my office. You know, and I have yes. it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You don't have to go to That's the right. building to worship. You worship him. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, pray without ceasing, worship without ceasing. You could do that wherever you are, in your bathroom, in your shower, in your living room while you're cooking. And I've done all of That's them. That's right. That's yes, right. yes, yes. That's right. Well, I just want to say thank you, and it's late here, and I'm about to go to bed. <laughs> It is like well, thank you though. It's good thank to you hear so your voice, and if only the people knew the character you have and the, 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 the just a nice person that you really are, they would be amazed. Yeah. All they have such uh, have a, such a strong support of friends. They steal the friends, and and uh, she just like I said, don't don't have an enemy really. But since we need to another okay. call, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate thank, thank you for you. supporting us tonight and supporting thank all you. with your question and comments. Thank you. Love y'all. Y'all be safe. Love you too. Right, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. My goodness, Arlene, that, that right there is a memory as well. Arlene used to run a place called the yeah. Saracen. And then coming to you, Erica, 337485. We're going to take a little short break. We're going to wrap up the show. But, uh, folks, oh my goodness, let me just go to the phone lines. Um, all right, we got another caller. A lot of calls tonight. Um, I knew that would happen. Erica, 337485, go ahead with your question or comment. Uh, Sloan, Erica, three, 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 seven, four, eight, five. Go ahead with your question or comment. We'd love to know your name and city, please. Yeah, this is Brother Leonard. Uh, Sloan, everybody. I'm from uh, Louisiana, and I was just uh, uh, I just had a couple Shalom, of Shalom, um, Brother Leonard. Welcome. Yeah, I had um, um, I'm, I'm I'm listening to a lot of stuff that's been said, but I I think what a lot of people have to consider is that uh, the churches that do the number twenty eight. They, 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 you know, it's a time appointed, so you can't. That you can't is the elephant in the back. room. I'm so glad somebody brought that up tonight right. before we wrap up this show. But that is the elephant in the room. In other words, go ahead, brother. I'm gonna let you tell it. Yeah, we well, just said, you know, the curses. That's a time appointed, and you can't, you can't rush that because it's got, it has to play itself out the way that the Most High said it was gonna play itself out. And, uh, and one more thing was the fact that. Uh, you mentioned about uh, the the eye, you know, uh, wasn't invented. The eye was invented in 1619. Uh, in 1611, Bible came out in 1611, and it, and and it was an eye. It wasn't. It had Issa, I E S U S. That was the name, Issa. That was all I had. Thank you for saying that. Well, and again, everybody, this is Brother Leonard. He's one of the normal panelists as well on the Five Sons on Network. Brother Leonard, but listen, very powerful, very powerful. And y'all, if you listen to Five Sons on the Network, you know exactly what he's talking about. But in other words, Brother Leonard believe we're Israelites and we talk fast, and that we truly are living out the Scriptures. What happened is we were sentenced to come to America, and this is what the Bible says that would happen to Israel. You'd be taken back to ships, taken back to a nation, scattered, if I could slow down here, 
Deuteronomy 28 and 68 and other verses talk about Israel being put in slave ships and scattered to the four corners, and there you will serve your enemies. And it, everything we're going through, folks, he is right. He is so, so right. We're living these out. But the scripture says it's only going to happen for a certain amount of time. Then the Father's going to have mercy on his people and rescue them, a, a remnant of them. And that's what I was saying earlier. I don't think that remnant is ready to be rescued because I don't think I don't think we even know we Israel yet to even cry out collectively as a nation. I just don't believe that. So I think this man is going to win this next election. He's going to put some crush on us. We've never, ever seen None of our forefathers have seen this country. It's going to be so blatant. And I know all ain't don't like this, but I'm going to just go here real quick, Brother Leonard. But, I mean, it's going to be very obvious they're killing us. Not Africans, not black people, African-Americans, Israelites. It's going to be a unique difference where people can see they must be Israelites. It's going to be clear. And I believe a remnant of us is going to leave. Now, Brother, the call of the folk of the Malachi talking about getting us our, our land. If you look at it from Brother Leonard's standpoint, I don't think it's going to, we're going to get our We are going to get our own land, but our own land is already God, and it's Israel. And I believe that we may not, some of us may not go straight to Israel. Uh, some of us may go some, as some people like to call it wilderness, or go to go to another nation like Ghana. It's taking a lot of our people. A lot, some people going to Ghana, they have a little area just for Americans. I kid you not. So I do think there's going to be a great exodus from this nation because of the oppression that's coming. But eventually, those people are going to wind up in Israel because we truly are. Israel. So this brother is right on point. We've been talking about this forever. If you want to hear these types of conversations, tune into the Fossils on Network. Brother Leonard is one of the panelists that's on whenever we have one. We hadn't had him in a while, but he is right on point. All these things are supposed to happen, but there is a victory. There is a victory. It does end in victory, but unfortunately, a lot of our people is going to perish in this process, but I don't look for America to give us the land, though. I look for America to help aid us out of here to where we go. Just like in Egypt, when they say, get out of this land, just go. Because and, and, the Bible says, come out and hurt my people, that you may not protect her destruction. Yes, that means spiritually, but I do think it means physically as well. Brother Leonard, really appreciate your caller. Your call, really appreciate it, brother. Okay. Did you have anything else? Well, I I got a little, I created a little platform. It's on a, a Wednesday night. Uh, it's called an Uncomfortable Conversation with a Non-Messianic. Hebrew Israelite, uh, every Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for that plug because you're on the show and that's not a problem for you doing that. Well, listen, I'm going to go ahead and go to a break and then we're going to wrap this show, but thank you for your contribution tonight. Okay. And Arlene, that was Brother Leonard, he's a panelist also on the show. I don't know if you knew that or not. Brother Leonard is, a, is what yes. they call a non-Messianic, non-Messianic. Uh, but we have him on the show because he brings on so much truth in other areas with regards to the scriptures. We just disagree with who the Messiah is. But um, please comment on everything you've heard, and then we're going to take a little short break, and we're going to come back and wrap up the show. Any comments on Brother Leonard or any, any of the callers you've heard, uh, please. Well, I just, you know, I'm just so thankful for just all of the people who uh, represent the uh, family of faith, the family of believers. Uh, we're all different. You know, even though we're all considered, you know, what I call African-Americans anyway, we have different experiences. We come from different viewpoints, but we have one thing that unifies us, uh, which is our understanding that there's something greater than us 
that has created an opportunity for us to have a relationship and be a part of a family that is eternal. And that is what I call God, G-O-D, through his son, Jesus Christ, who is my Messiah. And uh, I believe that uh, everything that we do, we should uh, filter it through him. Uh, Any sort of organization, any sort of uh, cry, any sort of march, any sort of war, taking up arms, leaving the country, uh, anything that we do, if we've inquired of the Most High God and gotten direction on those things, then that's the godly thing to do. I was saying earlier that uh, David was the greatest warrior in the Old Testament, and even though he had the capacity and the skill and the resources, he only fought when he got direction and the okay from his leader, God. And so that is how we are to fight this fight. That's how we are to lead out. God will have some people take up arms. Oh, yes, he will. He will have some people do some marches. He will have some people create some sort of infrastructure to help along the way. Uh, He will have a plan to salvage and deliver his people. And that's what I'm about. Powerful, powerful, powerful. So what we're going to do, everybody, we're going to take a little short break. We're going to come back and wrap up this show. Just a little short break. All you wanted to hear, I know who I am. So I'm going to play this song, just a little bit of it, and then we're going to come and get final words from Arlene. Again, you've been listening to the Five Swords Network. I'm Brother Seth. I have on Arlene, my wife. And uh, we've just been taking a whole slew of calls from friends, uh, family, uh, and um, and. Just enjoying ourselves tonight, and hopefully y'all are getting the, the gist of the message tonight, the heart, the soul of what we're saying, that we need hope. Yes, you can be woke, but being woke in the natural realm and know all the things that the enemy is doing is only part of being woke. You have to be woke as the spiritual realm. And when you're woke in the spiritual realm, there's no ever a time to be saddened or feeling hopeless. Only when you feel those things, you're only woke in the natural. There's two types of waking up, folks. A lot of y'all been, you know, you wasn't aware, you know, study, you know, some of us been studying what the enemy been doing a long, long, long time, and some of y'all just now waking up to that, but there is another part of waking up to what the Most High is doing, it's glorious, it's beautiful, all white people aren't our enemy, there's a lot of white people that understand every single thing we're saying, they're fighting against white supremacy, they hate it, and they're fighting harder, we are hard fighting. So, uh, you know, that's why I don't just want to say, you know, about Malachi, I know exactly where he's going, but I don't want to separate from whites. I want to separate from the wicked. And then I have to make sure that the most high organize that because the most high might want the wicked with the righteous so the wicked can learn from the righteous. He does that, you know. He didn't want Israel to just be with Israel. He wanted to scatter Israel, even when if they did right. He wanted them to go throughout all of the nations telling them about who he is. That's if they wouldn't operate under the curse. He never wanted Israel just to stay together. He wanted Israel to go and evangelize. And when they didn't, he scattered them anyway, and they went and served them. And, but they still, even in their service to these oppressors, the oppressors are still getting a strong understanding of who the Most High is. Uh, that's what's happening. That's what I want is his will, because our people is just full of the devil, some of them, full of ignorance, some of them, full of lies, some of them, full of ignorance, some of them. So I'm looking to get away from the wicked. Here's notch saying, I know who I am. We just let a little bit of this, and we'll be right back, folks, and wrap up the show.
uh, uh, that's done in our society. They don't. People don't have the capacity. They can be used of the evil one, but in and of themselves, they can't do it. They just can't do it. They don't have the power. Humans are powerful, but the Bible talks about how if he don't show the time, even the very elite would be fooled. Again, the scripture talks about if he don't shorten the time, the enemy would fool the very elite of us. Okay? So, you're no match. Uh, I think that's Matthew 24. 24 talks about if he don't shorten the time, we're no match for these evil spirits that, that, that can deceive us. These are spirits not limited by our body that speaks into our spirit sometimes we think we're hearing us talking it's, it's evil spirits so again we wrestle like this flesh but as the um, and, uh, as Ephesians 6 talk about folks listen tonight you've heard all in Turner Seth Turner we've got we tried our best to put some hope out there I really appreciate all the callers from Ohio, Texas, and all over the nation, really. Uh, those are not all over the nation, but the various calls we got from various parts of the nation. Uh, we really thank you for tuning in and, and, uh, uh, and supporting the show tonight and putting out hope. And um, there's a lot going on in our world, folks, a lot going on in our world. But we, we, we should not be discouraged. We should not be worried, not if you follow the most high. Okay, uh, Arlene, listen to the words of this woman, my wife. She, she's really on to something. We have got to see behind the scenes. We've got to see what the Father said. Like Brother Leonard said, all these things are going to happen in Israel. And what's happening is the Bible said they're going to be in captivity for a span of time. According to prophecy, prophecy that time is up. That time is up. And what's happening is there's a pushback because our people are waking up financially and like they've never done and wanting and demanding a bigger piece of the pie. They're waking up health-wise. Yes, yes, yes. African Americans are not on that, uh, that soul food diet no more. They're waking up, waking up. And there's a pushback from the oppressors because this is their last fight. Their last fight. The scriptures, I mean, the scriptures. But the stats say that the whites won't even be the majority. There's just pushback, pushback, pushback. Then you get this president that say, we want our country back. Those are beautiful words for these people that are pushing back. Because that's exactly what they want their country back. And their empire is over. It's, it's, it's the end. And they're going to fight. And they're going to put up a fight. And Danielle is right. There will be some bloodshed. But we're not going to win through no bloodshed. We're going to win because... Time is up, according to prophecy. A lot of our people was going to die, unfortunately. But a remnant of us will be salvaged, and a remnant of us will return. Maybe not this generation, maybe not even the next generation. But a vast, sooner or later, all of us, uh, this remnant I'm talking about, is going to wind up in the land of our, our forefathers. I do think there's a lot of people now, I don't know if y'all noticed that we did, we did a show this, there's a lot of people already leaving America, for real, for real, all jokes aside, a lot of people are leaving America, not the older people, because they're in love with this place, they can't see or think of nothing else, but this younger generation, many people are considering moving, but it's going to really take place when this man gets elected again, and he begins to really encourage others to lower that bone, unfortunately. Ar- Arlene, final words, please, and let's wrap up the show. Okay, I'd just like to thank everybody for listening, for those who called in and shared, you know, just wonderful stories and insights. Just appreciate everybody. And I'd just like to say in closing on my end that, you know, my perspective is based on things that I get through Scripture, through prayer and whatnot. And in 1985, the Lord 
very strongly in, impressed in my spirit the story of Nehemiah, who was actually an Israelite that was serving a foreign king. And when he realized that the walls of Jerusalem had been destroyed, which protects the city and protects the people, he devised a plan and prayed and asked, could he go and rebuild those walls? And he was given permission by the king that he was working under. He went back and he spoke to everyone who lived around the perimeter to come out and use whatever they had to rebuild the part of the wall that was in front of them. So that way, everybody had a part in rebuilding that wall. And so that is a powerful story to me because it says, if the Nehemiah of that story is the God in whom you trust, rebuild the part of the wall that's in front of you. We'll all be a part of his plan and we'll get it done in Jesus' name. Good night. Stop. 